And I want to spend this, the next 15 or 20 minutes or 25 or 30 minutes, or, and we pray no longer than that, about the benefits of knowing God's will for our life. Have you ever went to, uh, to a meeting and you received a lot of instruction? This morning in Workers' Conference, we received a lot of instruction, and then we, we, we received the engrafted Word of God and the provision. It was a challenge to all of us. Uh, what are the goals in our life? What, what, what do we have in mind of, of growing every day with Jesus, and how can we do that? And it was laid out in such a fashion, it gripped my heart. I, I made some notes because, you know, things don't just happen. I look across this building this morning, I see a lot of happy marriages, and uh, then there's one or two that I, I wonder. That's better. God's will is that you have a life of abundance. And I don't know about you, but I've noticed that life is a, like a vapor. It's here today, and it's going tomorrow. And, and as, we follow, as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, it, it's it's important that we all know that he has a plan for all of our lives, and he wants us to know how good his plan is for each of our lives, and nobody's left out. And while I'm on this roll, I want to say this. God has a perfect plan for all of our lives. And can I tell you the one distraction before I share the Scripture with you this morning? The enemy is so good at getting you to compare your life with somebody else. Listen to me. God has a plan for you. And your plan is not my plan. And my plan is not your plan. We're just all on the same road. And listen, everybody can't be a thumb. So don't allow the enemy to get you to compare your life with somebody else's life and say, and, you, and then him tell you, you're not good enough. I hate the devil. He's up to no good. He's a liar. He's a father of lies. And if he can do anything to distract you, he'll tell you you're not as good as the rest of those people. Listen, if you've got Jesus in your life, you're on your road to heaven, and, and you're as good as I am, and Jesus died for you just like he did for me. And he's got a plan for your life just like he has for me. And everybody said, Amen. go get him, tiger. I'm ready. If you have your Bible this morning, I'm going to turn to Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, and we're going to draw from some things from the Lord. And while you're turning, I want to say three things about God's plan. It's a good plan. It's a, not only a good plan, his plan is acceptable. Everybody, the Bible says, whosoever will can come and drink of the waters of life freely. How, who is whosoever will? We all are. We all are. When, when the invitation was made, whosoever will may come and drink of the waters of life freely, it meant everyone, not just a selected few. The third plan we're going to be covering this morning, his plan is perfect. That's the reason I need his plan, because I'm not perfect. I will never be perfect as long as I live in this, this carnal body. But inside of me is not carnal. It's the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. And he wants you to know that he lives in you just like he lives in me. Your calling is different from mine, but I'm no better than yours. I've just been to Calvary, and the blood of Jesus has washed away my sins. And he's given me the ability to use the mind of Christ. However, every day the carnal mind knocks right here and says, oh, did you see what happened? Not everybody was receiving the engrafted word this morning. Did you see how they left before the message was over? And I say, yeah, but they went to the bathroom and they came back. <laughs> I always have, I always have, a, I always have a, a, a ready answer for the enemy because he's a liar. 
Jesus says, I've come in John 10, 10. He said, Jesus says, I've come that you can have life and have it more abundantly. So as, as, we, as our plan usually goes like this in the natural, I have plan A, and this is how I'm going to go about accomplishing it. But however, if plan A don't work, I'm going to try plan B. And I'm going to surround myself with everybody that's smarter than me because they're going to make me look good. Then we inquire, see if we can find, find uh, everybody that knows things that we don't know, and we surround ourselves with plan B. But listen, God has one plan. It's plan A. And he said, if my people who are, humble, who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, then will I will forgive their sins, and then I will heal their land. Let me ask you this question this morning. Does America need healing for our land? Oh, come on. I've heard you guys, I've heard one person make more noise than that at a ball game. And he was saved when he made it. And he's sitting toward the back of the building on the uh, east side. uh, But don't turn and look at him right now. He'll know that I'm talking about him. I'm going to say this this morning. So many times, and I want to thank Pastor Jared for challenging our church uh, at, at the beginning of this year. And every month he puts a print out. And each, it's a challenge for all of us. I've got every month stacked. I'm waiting on today. It's going to start us in December. But he's challenged us to spend a few minutes every day reading this book. You know why? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. You say, well, I just don't have the kind of faith that you do, Pastor. Well, let me, say what, let me tell you what the Bible says. To God, for God has dealt to every man a measure of faith. We all started with the same measure and here's what the bible says and just in case you want to know what faith is it's just simply believing that what this says is what it'll do can i tell you faith is the currency of heaven and you know what the bible says buy the truth and sell it not and everything is in in the bible this morning is for you and my my good it, god wants to transform our lives he wants us not to act like the world he wants us to he wants us to Keep our mind loaded with good things so that we can uh, uh, cultivate an attitude of gratitude because as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And every day, our minds are bombarded with thoughts, stupid things, things that cut down people. I've never heard such trash in all my life. I just, I, I look at the television less and less every day because I don't want my mind to be loaded with the things that the, that the media has for our minds to be loaded with and the thing that will keep our minds right is the word of God in the darkest hour of my life it, it has been a lamp unto my feet a light to my pathway and God wants you to know this morning even in our most unlovable moment God's love always is followed by blessings he wants to love you he wants to pull us all close to him this morning so you can hear what he has to say and he wants to love on us. And, and he said, if, if you'll just be obedient, willing and obedient, if you'll just be willing, if you'll just be willing to include me, if you'll include me, I'll, you'll receive the blessings. And, 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 and God has blessings that, in heaven this morning that are, are innumerable. So many people have the wrong idea about how to receive God's blessings. And, and I am going to get to my scripture in just a moment. They feel like if they earn the right They'll be blessed. If they get good enough, if they pray good, uh, hard enough, if they spend enough time praying and reading the Word, they'll get good enough that they'll receive the blessings of God, and that is totally a lie. 
His blessings are based on our willingness to open our lives and give him the greatest gift of all, which is our heart. An old song we used to sing around here for years, Change My Heart, O God, and make it ever true. Change my heart, O God, may it be like you. And you know what? I can tell you. Our hearts can be hard, become hard even as Christians, and our neck can be stiff. And mine has been that way many, many times if we don't stay in the Word of God. In the darkest hour, God wants to pull us close to Him, and we're never alone because in His presence there's fullness of joy, and He can turn the darkest hour into a glorious day. God doesn't bless us because of what we've done. God is love, and His nature is to bless us. The Bible says He is love. His blessing is a demonstration of His love. And the number one desire of God's heart is to bless His people that, and, and enjoy everything that God has paid for us at Calvary. And we're His people. What does that mean to you this morning? It means that uh, He has a plan for us. In Romans 12, chapter 1, Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, I want to read that to you. If you, if you would, would you put that on the overhead for us this morning? I just, I just feel awesome today. I just sense His presence, and I just, I just don't want to get in a hurry this morning because I want you to get what God has for you. And I just want you to close your eyes right now. You don't even have to bow your head, but I just want you to close your eyes right now. Father God, touch these lips of clay this morning. We're nothing but the clanging of cymbals and the tinkling, Lord, of, of cymbals and brass if we don't have the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Touch these lips of clay this morning. May the words that we, you give us be uplifting and encouraging for this body of people here today. May it be an outreach to those that are needing a refreshing touch from heaven. Those that are weary and well-doing, Lord, may they be refreshed in your presence. And when they leave here this morning, may they say it was great to be in the house of God. And we'll give you the praise for it all in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody again said, before I forget it, at 4 o'clock today, we'll be leaving with a van. I'd encourage everybody that possibly can to join us at, at, at 4.15. We're going to Laddie and Sandy's. They've waited patiently for a call from the last uh, outreach that possibly they will have for, for Laddie's condition. They waited uh, 30 days this next week on a call, and there's been no call. And Laddie, as you know, has lost both the use of both of his, of his feet and uh, and and. They're in a moment that they need somebody to love on them and, and encourage them. So the van will leave here at 4.15, headed there. We'll be back in time for the 6 o'clock festivities here at the church. If, if you can, join us. And if you can, ask the Lord to give you a word of wisdom for them. And we're going to go over and encourage them uh, this evening before our evening services. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. Paul is writing these words. He's responsible for the majority of the New Testament. And he says these words, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you do what? That you present your bodies. Everybody to this morning, your body is what your spirit lives in. I'm looking at your body this morning. 
Everybody has a body. Everybody has a soulish man. Everybody has a spirit. The spirit is inside of me this morning. That's what God talks to. My soulish man is under construction. It's my mind, my will, and emotion. That's the reason I need to study the word every day. That's the reason I need to hide God's word in my heart that I might not sin against him. And everybody is built. God created us in this way. And here's what he says. It's you. It's your, your responsibility because it's your house. A living sacrifice. He wants you to present your body a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And verse 2. Can I paraphrase that? As Christians, don't act like the world acts. Don't talk like the world talks. Don't act like the world. Don't have the spirit that the same the world has. But be transformed through the renewing of your mind. How do we renew our mind this morning? With this instrument right here that I've been holding up before you. If you're not renewing your mind every day, then I can tell you the enemy's using your mind as a trash container. I know, because I've been... You can't open your phone but what you see trash. You can't see... You can't open your phone. You, you can... You, you can't... Go through a day without the enemy dumping on you. And that's the reason God's Word is quick and powerful. The Bible says in Hebrews 4.12, it's quick and powerful. It's sharper than a two-edged sword. And it's not to be used so I can, hit, so I can trim your hedgerow. It's been given to me so I can take care of the enemy of my soul. Because he wants, to, he wants to destroy all of us. And it's up to us. Don't be conformed. Don't act like this world. When the light turns green and the person in front of you uh, doesn't see that the light's not red anymore, don't honk at them three times. Just beep once. That you, listen to me. Listen, you, you, look. I want you to read this. I want you to read this second verse. I want you to preach this message with me. And be not conformed. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. There's some of you, you're thinking about lunch already, and what holds tomorrow. I want, you to, I want you to shut out tomorrow. I want you to preach with me. And be not to this world, but be transformed through the renewing of your mind that you. Wait just a minute. Not me. I'm your table server this morning. I'm giving you what the Holy Spirit is giving me, but, but I, I want to pick that up right here. But that you may prove what is that good does that mean if you're a christian you can have a a good plan for your life yeah yeah does it mean it can be acceptable listen god's never going to put something on you that you can't handle he said with even with every temptation i'll make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it listen look at how many times don't be like this world, but be transformed. It's your mind, not the devil's mind. It's your mind. You're responsible for how you think. And, and, and then this, this is the reason why he wants you to renew your mind so that you'll be in a position to receive the good, perfect, and acceptable plan that God has for you. Isn't that good? I, don't, I think it's better than that. I think it's excellent. Because I, God has uh, equipped us. He's given us the ability. And, and, and don't be so uh, well uh, adjusted to our culture that you fit in without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God every day. You'll be changed from the inside out and readily recognize that he wants you to quickly respond to him no matter what's going on in your life. Listen, God cares about the little things. 
Oh, and many times we say, oh, I can handle this. Boy, when it comes to big things, then I'm, I'm going to include you, Lord, but I think I can handle this. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to the level of immaturity, acting like morons, God brings the best out of you and develops well-informed maturity spirit in you. And here's the blessing. He'll give you an attitude of gratitude every day. Boy, I tell you, I thank you that I'm feeling good this morning. I, I, I'm just telling you, I just feel good. I may have a, I may have a piece of, in, in this body that I, I wasn't born with, but it's starting to work. It's starting to cooperate. It's starting to do some things I want to do. And I'm not, I'm not quite ready to start shingling the roof yet, but we're getting close. And then I went for another uh, doctor's appointment this week, and, and uh, uh, this lady came in and took my, my, all of my vitals, and she says, and she looked at my uh, blood work, and she said, you're perfect. I said, ma'am, would you come home with me? I've been trying to tell a lady I've been married to for 58 years. That's the case, and she won't believe me. <laughs> and she just walked out and left me laughing. <laughs> this report I'm telling you this morning is real. Listen, and, and I just, I just want to, can I just talk to you this morning? I read a story of a man that had lived and long, saved his pennies, nickels, and dimes, lived on the wrong side of the track all of his life, lived alone, and just kind of got by by the skin of his shinny shin shin. And one day, he finally raked up enough money that he took a cruise. He went down and bought his ticket, and he packed, went home, and he packed his carry-on luggage with nothing but peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Because he'd spent all he had just buying the ticket. As they embarked on the trip, uh, and, and as they sailed several days, the first three days of this trip, it just went well. Those peanut butter sand and jelly sandwiches just tasted awesome. But he saw other people eating steak and shrimp and, and all the trimmings and just eating chicken. Just, uh, and even watched people as, as the food was brought to the room. It's called room service and he began to notice all the food available to other travelers and he'd shut the door and he'd open his bag and he'd get out another peanut butter and jelly sandwich and one day he had had about all he could take and and as a man walked by his room he was carrying a big tray of awesome food and he he said sir could I talk to you for just a moment I have no idea how much that meal cost but what would it cost if I just got two or three items off of that plate. You see, I spent all my money buying a ticket, and I don't have anything except peanut butter and, and jelly sandwiches. How much would it cost just for two or three items? Even though I don't have any money, I'd just like to stretch my imagination and think about how good it would be if I could just have a couple of three, three things off of that platter. And the man was dumbfounded. He said, Sir, didn't you know all of this was included in your ticket? Listen to me. I'm going to tell you the whole package is wrapped up in the ticket. And the day you accepted Jesus Christ, he said, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. 
And listen to me, I want to, I want to tell you, you're riding first class today. I don't care what the enemy's told to you. I don't care how people have treated you this morning. You're still a first class citizen of a, of a place we've never seen before. In fact, the Bible says your eyes couldn't contain it. Your ears couldn't handle it. You, you can't even imagine the things that God has prepared for those that love him. That's the reason you need to renew your mind every day. This world is not our home. We're just passing through. Amen. Ah. And I'm so glad. Yes. Hallelujah. It's all wrapped up in a ticket. For God so loved us that in a while we were yet sinners, he died for us. I was the most unlovable individual that Jesus could die for. But listen to me. I don't want to get by on peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. He said if you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. And I don't want you coming to this church and thinking you're a second-class citizen. Your name is written in the book of life. Jesus has washed your sins away. And if you're here this morning and you never accepted the plan of Jesus, he wants to meet you today before you leave here. And all he wants you to do, he wants you to give him your heart. Jesus, I'm a sinner. I'm lost and undone. But I need help. Life is so complicated. And Jesus will walk into your life. And if you'll ask him to, he'll forgive you of your sins. And when you ask him to forgive you of your sins, not only will he do that, but he'll write your name in the book of life. Listen to me this morning. It's vitally important that we all examine ourselves. God wants you to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that your name is written in the book of life. There's still a heaven to gain, and there's still a hell to shun. And so many people are just getting by, just thinking, if I could just make it through today, everything's going to be all right. Listen to me. Jesus says, if you'll include me, I'll give you the strength to mount up with wings as eagles. You can run and not be weary, and you can walk and not faint. You know why? Because his plan is good. It's, it's acceptable. It's, it's perfect. And he wants to get this inside of you so your identity will be made known when you look in the mirror. And you won't be like I have been for the past five years. When I wake up and look in the mirror, this question hits me every morning. Where did that guy come from? Let me say this to all the people that are still in the prime, prime of life. And if you're under 70, you're still in the prime of life. And when I get to be 80, it'll be 75. Enjoy, enjoy what God is doing. Take the time to look in the mirror every morning and say, God, I've got an attitude of gratitude. I've been able to get up and go again this morning. And with your help, you said you would order my steps. Nothing is going to happen because of bad luck. I don't believe in bad luck. I've heard, the world is saying if you don't have uh, uh, if you had, uh, let me rephrase it. I've heard this say if I didn't have bad luck, I wouldn't have any luck at all. Listen to me. Dump that in the trash and flush the stool. We don't believe and look. God says, I will. I will. Let this mind be in you so you can say, I will. I will mount up with wings as eagles. I'm not going to eat from the trash can of the enemy. He's not going to yank me out, out of his, God's plan. God says, I can, if I'm willing and obedient, I can eat the good of the land. When Jesus went to heaven and was seated at the right hand of the Father, all the meals were included in that ticket, and all the help it was, it was 
was part of that ticket. All the enablement to get through life was wrapped up and paid for in that ticket. All the strength is in that ticket. Leave the peanut butter and sandwiches alone and avail yourself to the provision of God. It'll make you rich and it'll add no sorrow to your life. And you'll work, wake up one morning and say, I'm so glad I bought into God's plan. His ticket never fails. Give him praise in the house this morning. Thank you, Jesus. And maybe you're here this morning and you say, well, I'm not good enough, but when I get good enough, I'll accept the Lord. Well, that's another lie from the enemy. We'll never get good enough to serve the Lord. We'll never get good enough to become Christians. It's not based on what we do. It's based on what he's done. And no matter where you're at in the journey of life, God loves you. He wants to help you. He wants to strengthen you. And, and, and in our di- dire moments of, of stress and when things overcome us or things happen that we're not prepared for, Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 16 says, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace. You don't have to back up to the throne of grace. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy. I don't know about you, but I'm glad that word is in there. I've heard people that seen some things that I've done say, Mercy me, how could anybody do that? Well, listen, the mercies of God is different than that. It, not only does he issue mercy when I'm in trouble, but he helps me. He's a present help in time of need. And we all need him today, no matter where we're at, no matter what vocation we're involved in. We all need him. He's the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. He's a great I am. And let me say this. If you're a Christian this morning, and maybe you've bought into a lie, maybe you're, maybe you're in a dry season of your life, And we've all been through dry seasons of serving the Lord. We've all been in times when it just didn't seem like serving the Lord really had any benefits. We've all been at a time when we've been so stressed out, we just feel like, you know, what's the use of continuing on? And we've heard this voice, why don't you get out of the way and let somebody else more qualified have your place? Let me say this, that's a time you need to realize Matthew chapter 5, verse 6 says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Don't buy into the lie of the enemy. If you're hungry this morning, there's an invitation going forward even as I speak to you. God wants you to pull up to his table. He wants you to open the bread of life. He wants you to open the word of God. And here's what he says. If you'll get hungry for what I have to say, I'll not only feed you, but I'll give you something to drink. And here's what he says will happen to your spirit. He that believeth on me. The scripture that I give him, out of his innermost being. I like to use this word for country people. You can't, I couldn't use this if I pastored downtown Oklahoma City, I'm sure. But out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Well, what does that mean, Pastor? It means the spirit that flows out of you will be fresh. It will be refreshing. People will like to hang out with you. People will like to come to your house. They'll like to wine and dine with you because you're fresh. Times of refreshing come from the presence of the Lord. I don't know about you, though the outward man is perishing, the outward, no matter what we do, this old man, I don't care, the day you start breathing, you're old enough to die. You're old enough to die the first minute you take your first breath. But the Bible has some great encouraging words. Though the outward man perisheth, the inward man is renewed day by day. And you know what? We as, we as human beings, we watch something on, our, on the dash of our vehicle called a fuel gauge. I'm real careless about that because I have some friends in this building that knew that my age that I would not be watching the fuel gauge quite 
as, as close as I should, and so they put a propane system. And I know if that fuel gauge runs low and I, I can look at four green lights, I'm going to keep trucking when the gauge says empty because I'm loaded with more fuel. But, you know, uh, if we will stop today and think about it and just give the Holy Spirit some time, we have a spiritual fuel, fuel gauge in all of our life. Let me say this. Don't, don't t- let the enemy talk you run to living and running on fumes because I'm telling you, the world will fumigate you, <laughs> and that vapor will leave. Keep your, keep your spiritual tank full of Jesus. Put him first in your life. Come to the, if you're here this morning and you feel like coming to God's house is an option, let me say this. Ask the Lord to give you the strength to make it a priority. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's fun coming to God's house. I always look to see who I can have the most fun at their expense. And, and then I get braced. Pastor Jared, I mean, he caught it from one of you ladies back there this morning. Don't, let me just serve notice. He gets even. I warned, him to, I warned him in the interview, if you come to this place, get ready. We have all the fun at your expense, but there's always a day called payday, and you can get even. In God's house, payday already took place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And when I owed a debt I couldn't pay, but Jesus paid the debt in full that I could be free. And the Bible says, he whom the Son sets free is free indeed. And I can enjoy the day. I can enjoy living. I can enjoy the life that God has given me. And you know what? I don't ha- I've come to the place in God that I don't compare myself to anybody else but him. And I'll never get as good as Jesus. But my eyes is on him. And the writer said, looking unto Jesus, the author, the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, he saw the cross. He saw what was happening. He saw the pain and the agony. But for the for the blessings beyond the cross, he endured the cross, and he despised the shame. Let me close with, with, a, with a thought this morning. I just feel in my, in my spirit that it needs to be said, and I want to say it. The enemy is so sly at doing things to distract us. I have served as your table server, Sherry and I together. Sherry is the bigger part of our ministry. She, she's prayed for me when, when uh, I, I didn't deserve the prayer that she prayed, and she stood by my side, and she's, she's been a strong tower. I put my arm around her last night, and I said, Honey, I don't know what I would ever do if something happened to you. She said, Oh, don't entertain that thought. She said, We're leaving here together. <laughs> but uh, I, I just want to say this. When, when I interviewed, interviewed Jared, Jared is a four-year graduate he was ready to go out into the world and 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 teach voag and he could get a job anywhere he wanted to go and do anything that he wanted to do but god put a call on his life jenny has a college degree in psychology she could have gone and got a good job but but as as the lord provided and opened the door and they came to be a part of our church family i said in my life god i'm so glad that you sent reimbursements into the family of God. Amen. And you're surrounding leadership with people that have been where I've never been. You see, I, and I've told the congregation this uh, quite often, but if it hadn't been for a man li- uh, sitting in front of me that I could see over his shoulder, I never would have passed algebra. It's called cheating today. I called it fudging when I was in school. <laughs> There's a lot of difference between fudging and cheating. Not really. 
But when Jared came alongside, he said, Pastor, I just want to, I just want to help you. I'm, I'm going to serve. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do whatever you want to do. I said, well, Jared, my time is short. I'm, I'm, I've been here a long time, but I'm looking for somebody that can just come alongside and we're going to enjoy the, uh, our life together. And he's been that strong tower. But listen to me. He's been to college and he has a, he has a certificate that says he's been where I've never been. Do you think that intimidates me? No. You know why? Because he's an heir of God and a joint heir of Jesus Christ, and so am I. His citizenship is in heaven, and so am I. And you know what? I could allow the enemy to intimidate me if I wanted to. But you see, I have the mind of Christ, so I'm not intimidated by the lies of Satan. I'm more than a conqueror. And every day, Philippians 4.13 is just a sounding board. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I want, to be, I want the Holy Spirit to be employed in my life so I can be everything that God wants me to be. And I don't have to be like somebody else. And I don't, I don't want you to act like me because it puts you in jail. Just be yourself, Okay. And if you feel like laughing, laugh. If you feel like crying, we'll run and we'll comfort you. But don't buy into a lie that you have to be like somebody else. You know what? Then the body of Christ, everybody just needs to be themselves and allow Jesus to have control of your heart. So I close with these thoughts this morning because the clock is closing me. Don't act like the world. Don't be conformed to this world. But, but, but be conformed. Transform through the renewing of your mind. Read the Bible every day. Read the Bible every day. Don't, don't, you know, there's times when I don't feel like reading the Bible. I read it anyhow. You know why? Because God knows what's ahead of me, and I don't. Be, let him transform your mind. Let him flush the trash out of your mind. Let him flush... Let him give you the ability to cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the plan of God and bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. That's what reading, studying, and applying God's Word will do. Cast down that imagination if it's not in line with the Word of God. Everything that exalts itself against the plan of God. God wants you to know that you've got the same Spirit living within you that raised Christ from the dead. You should say, whoopee, not oh me. So I close with this, second, third, fourth closing. Don't be conformed. Don't act like the world. Please, please, please listen to me. God wants me to tell you this. Don't act like the world. You're you're in this world, but you're not like this world because the, the blood of Jesus flows through you. Let the Holy Spirit transform your life that you... You may prove what is good. God wants good things to come out of your life. You see, he's called us all to be fishers of men. And you don't have to use the same bait that I use. Just try the Spirit and allow Jesus Christ to be Lord of your life and see what will happen. People will want what you've got. They'll want to follow you to God's house, and they want to ask Jesus into their life because they have saw somebody that attracted them that didn't act like the world. Be not conformed to this world, but tr- be transformed through the renewing of your mind that you may be able to prove that you, 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 you don't have to say, Pastor, do you think this is all right? I, I came to this knowledge a long time ago when people said, Pastor, do you, what do you think about this? Do you think it's right? I said, well, what do you think? Boy, that will put the fire out in a hurry. Well, what do you think? They've usually already got their mind made up. Why do I need to add to that? Be transformed. That you, that you may be able to prove. God wants you to know. You don't have to pick up the phone and call your best friend. It's all right to counsel with them. But God wants to zero in on your life that you may be able to prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God for my own life. 
And here's what will happen. When you lay that head on your pillow at night, the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and life through Christ Jesus. Jared's coming to close the service this morning. Would you bow your head? If you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus, there's not a better time to ask Jesus to come into your life. If you're here this morning and you're going through a dry season, maybe that you bought into a lie of the enemy. I bought into him many times. But the longer I serve Jesus, the wiser I become. And I know a lie because a lie doesn't line up with the Word of God. The truth will always line up with God's plan. And written in the table of God's Word this morning is the plan of God for your life. Let me ask this. Is if, if every head is bowed and every eye is closed this morning, is there one this, today you would, you would say by an uplifted hand, Pastor, I'm not where I need to be with Jesus Christ this morning. Before I leave here, I want to know that my name's written in the book of life. I don't know, I, I'm not a Christian this morning. I've never invited Jesus into my life. Or maybe you're here this morning and you've just drifted away from the plan of God's life. You're out doing your own thing. And, and serving the Lord really doesn't matter today. Maybe someday it will, but today it just doesn't matter. But you realize you need to reconsecrate. You need to be drawn closer to Jesus. You, would you just st- stick that hand up right now? And by that you'd say, that's me, Pastor. I need prayer. We're not going to embarrass you this morning. This is, can be just the greatest time of your life. Pastor, thank you for ministering this morning. I need to rededicate. I need to dedicate my life. I want to know that my name is written in the book of life. God bless you today. It's been an honor to serve your table. When you leave here this morning, I want you to remind yourself, God has a plan for my life. I don't have to measure up to somebody else's expectation. I want to measure up to the God's plan. His plan is perfect. His plan is acceptable. His plan is good. And his blessings always make rich, and they add no sorrow. Let's, let's dismiss some prayer this morning. Father, thank you for today. God, thank you for, just, for this great time in your presence. God, thank you for this awesome time with family. God, thank you we can come, and God, we can enjoy uh, one another. We can enjoy our, the company, but God, we can also just uh, enjoy your presence and be changed by your presence and be changed through your word. And so, Father, I thank you for the word that Pastor brought forth today. I pray that as we leave this place, God, that we just continue, God, just to, uh, to dissect it into our life, God, that it will just absorb into our spirit, and God, that it just give us nutrients, and God, it give us... Uh, uh, that freshness that we need throughout this week, God, as we uh, approach the different challenges and the different situations and the, the, the different circumstances and obstacles that lie before us. God, thank you that you made us to be who we are. And God, we will find our identity not in what someone else wants us to be or who they need us to be, but God, who you called us to be. And so, Father, I just thank you for that. And I ask your blessing upon each and every one today as we leave this place. Lead us, guide us, and direct us in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen.